Giants fans, thanks for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. This is a New Year's Day episode. I was planning on recording last night, but just didn't get along to it. Had a kind of a tired, tired night, so figured I would get the episode in today. So I want to do things probably pretty similar to how I have in the past for the preview episodes, but we're going to start it off just a little different with some Eli trivia, and I'll give the answers to the trivia questions when I get to the Eli uh, segment where we do uh, his start number four, which was against the Baltimore Ravens. Not a pretty start. <laughs> Probably one of his worst games of his career. So anyway, my trivia questions are uh, two of them here. What teams in the NFL has Eli never lost to? What teams is he undefeated against? And then the flip side of that is what teams in the NFL has Eli never beaten? There are three teams in the NFL that he has never lost to, and there are three teams, or sorry, two teams in the NFL that he has never beaten. So that's that's going to be the start of the episode. And like I said, I'll give you the, the answers to that a little bit later in the episode. So next, before I go into the actual preview, I want to do my beer of the episode. So this week, we're going to try a new beer, so a beer that I haven't actually, I don't think I've ever had this before. So I want to give a shout out to my buddy Eddie, who actually gave this beer to me to try. So this is Sloop Brewing Juicier Bomb, which I'm pretty excited to try. Um, It's an explosive unfiltered IPA, uh, golden in color, and it's bursting with citrus flavors that balance with a touch of bitterness on the finish. It is a double New England IPA. Let's see if there is a percentage on this this bad boy here. There should be one somewhere, but I'm not seeing it off the top of my head here. That's okay. So I'll do kind of the same thing I did last week. I'll uh, crack the beer. Oh, man. And then I will try it, and we'll give it a rating on Untapped. All right, so here we go. I'll uh, give this beer a try. Hmm. I do like New England IPAs, so that is tasty. Um, yeah, that's good. Wow. So, hmm. If I was to rate this, I think I think I like the beer I had the last time. Maybe just a little bit more. But that was that was really tasty. I'm gonna give that a three point seven five on Untapped, which is a good score. You know, I would say anything below like three is kind of a a crappy score. So, yeah, if anyone wants to follow me on Untapped, I am on there as only a giant podcast. My thoughts are kind of as we get a little bit more into this, we can do, you know, if, if someone wants to recommend a beer for me to try, we can do that or even just sharing notes on beers. That would be pretty interesting to do. So I'm pretty open on that if anyone has anything that they want to do. Uh, looks like I was tagged for a buried acorn beer, uh, Stash Hero. So I'll have to definitely try that. Thanks, Ryan. Um, yeah. So let's let's get into this episode a little bit more. So let's get right into the Dallas preview. So the Cowboys are six and nine. Giants are sitting at five and ten. If Dallas wins, they have to hope that the Redskins lose, and then they would sneak into the playoffs over the over the Redskins. 
as far as the Giants go, you know, we need to win, and then we need the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Redskins on Sunday Night Football. That's going to be interesting to see what happens because it looks like the Philadelphia Eagles are planning on sitting quite a few players. Hopefully they can win this game. I I don't know who they would rather have in the playoffs over the Giants. Maybe they would rather have the Redskins or Dallas. I don't know. So we'll just have to kind of do a little bit of a wait and see on that. You know, I obviously I want the Giants to win and, you know, I want the Giants to make the playoffs, but we'll, we'll see what happens. As far as the offenses go, the Dallas Cowboys definitely have a little bit of a better offense. They're averaging 376 yards per game, which is 12th in the NFL. Giants, you know, this isn't anything new. We're sitting at 31st with 297 yards per game. And points per game, Dallas is sitting at 16th with 25 points per game. Giants are sitting at 31st with 17 points per game. So that's going to be a really big issue in this game. You know, can we slow down the Dallas offense led by, oddly enough, Andy Dalton, who has actually been playing decent for them. The Cowboys actually have 592 passing attempts on the year which actually is pretty high in the NFL. That is fourth in the NFL for passing attempts. Definitely a different team than what we thought they would be this year and what we saw in the, you know, in the beginning of the year too. Uh, they're 17th in rushing yards on the year. They are third in the NFL in re- return yards per attempt, and they have eight, one touchdown returned on the year. So, you know, Giants struggling a little bit on special teams this year. Does Dallas try to capitalize with that? Uh, They also have the fourth most turnovers in the NFL with 25. So that's something that we'll have to try to take advantage of on our end. Uh, Cowboys are also 29th in red zone touchdown percentage, which is not very far away from the Giants who are sitting at 31st. Andy Dalton has had a pretty good year this year. So to try to have to, you know, we'll have to keep him from beating us. You know, he's ninth in the year or sorry, he's ninth in the NFL for percentage of throws that were accurate and seventh best in lowest bad throw percentage. Giants are last in the NFL with 3.9 yards per per reception. Yak yards, I guess I should say. Daniel Jones is pressured third most in the NFL at a 29.8% rate, where Dalton is pressured sixth least in the NFL at 16.2%. Andy Dalton is having a pretty good year you really you really can't complain about how he's handled the backup role for Dallas pretty well you know Ben DiNucci played a few games I think he started one game but played in three uh Gilbert Garrett or sorry Garrett Gilbert (laughs) played in a game as well uh but Andy Dalton on the year has 14 touchdown passes on seven interceptions he's completing 65 percent of his throws and yeah, you know, that's you can't complain about that too much. That's better than what we we have right now. Now I still think that Daniel Jones has a much higher ceiling and can definitely do better than what, you know, Andy Dalton has done in the year. As far as the running game, Ezekiel Elliott has not had a great year, but he still has a chance to eclipse 1000 yards in this game. He's had 230 attempts for 937 yards on five touchdowns and he has actually 49 receptions this year too, 319 yards with that and two touchdowns. So there's a really good chance that he'll get over a thousand yards in this game. 
Uh, Tony Pollard has actually had a really good year too. He has 420 yards with four touchdowns and 25 receptions uh, as well. And then, you know, you look at the receivers. CeeDee Lamb has had a pretty good year. He's got he's got 69 receptions for 892 yards with five touchdowns. Amari has 86 receptions for 1,073 yards with five touchdowns. Michael Gallup and uh, Del Schultz, Dalton Schultz, sorry, um, they're both relatively involved in the offense as well, actually. Uh, Schultz has 56 receptions for 545 yards with four touchdowns. And then Michael Gallup as the third wide receiver has 55 receptions for 794 yards and five touchdowns. So he, I, really, Michael Gallup was one of the guys in the draft I really liked uh, coming out. I think it was Colorado State. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him going forward. And you never know. Maybe he ends up somewhere other than Dallas. So the actual game itself, you have a couple different things you want to look at. You know, Giants need to, I'm probably beating a dead horse here, but I'd love to see the Giants establish the run against Dallas. Dallas is actually 32nd in the league in the amount of rushing yards that they give up to running backs on the opposing team with 161 yards per game. So that tells me that this team can be run on. You know, if, if we can establish the run, which, yes, I've been saying this literally every week, um, but th- it's really important to be able to establish the run against against Dallas if we can establish the run and get that working and then kind of delve into some play action, get Jones comfortable, get the offensive line comfortable, that's really important. You know, Dallas defensively has been playing better of late, but if we can get the run game going and kind of work off of that, I think that's really what I would I would think would be the best thing to do offensively. Get Evan Ingram the ball, get him moving. You know, that would be nice to see too. And then let's give uh, let's give Dante Pettis some shots. You know, let him go deep a little bit and see what happens. Defensively against Dallas, you know, you got to keep Andy Dalton. From you can't let him beat you. You know, you can't let Zeke get rolling. You know, he's had a pretty rough year this year for his standards. So let's not let him get rolling. Let's not let Tony Pollard get going either. Let's keep the run game limited so that Andy Dalton has to beat us. Now that might not be the the greatest recipe for, for success for the Giants because teams have proven that they can throw on us. So I'm really hoping that Patrick Graham can dial up something a little bit better this week to start so that we don't kind of find ourselves in a hole right, right from the start. So really, you know, let's, let's get Wayne Gallman going offensively. Let's get some play action working. Let's start converting third downs. Third downs has been a huge issue for us all year. Let's not take shots on third down. You know, if it's a third and three, let's get the first down. You know, let's not be too pretty. That's cost us many times in the past. And, and you know, sometimes it has been calls I don't really mind. But this is a game that we need to win. And third down has been one of our biggest issues on the year. So let's let's convert on third down. Let's let's not, you know, try to go deep on third down to Evan Ingram who, you know, is gonna drop a ball, or Darius Slayton who seems uninterested this year, or Shep who seems to be slipping on and sliding on the ground every other route run. 
that's my keys offensively. Defensively, kind of like I said too, let's let's not let Zeke get moving. Let's make Andy Dalton throw the ball. But, you know, I just hope that we have a better game plan than what we've shown the last couple of weeks. This is a winnable game. This is a game that we can win. So let's win it, you know. I would say that the Giants need to score over 20 points to win this game. So I'm going to go Giants 24, Cowboys 21. It's going to be a close game. Maybe Graham Gano can kick us into the playoffs. Obviously, we'll have to wait to see what happens with the Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins, Washington football team game later that night. That's going to be a tough game. You know, it's going to be if we win, we're going to kind of be sitting on pins and needles to see what happens in that game. It's a game that Washington might very well win, but it'll be interesting to watch Hertz, you know, watch him play against this team and, you know, players out or not. Philadelphia still has some good players on that team and and they can still beat the Washington football team. So I think that I'm, I think the giants are going to make the playoffs. I really do. So I do have a couple of voicemails we'll get to after this. So I think the first one is from my buddy, Curtis, Curtis, thanks for the call. And then I have one from Ryan as well. So we'll get right into those and then we'll get into the Eli segment. Hey Mike, this is Curtis. Second time caller now calling out of New York. Really appreciate you taking my questions last week. It means a lot to me. My questions for you this week, man, are regarding uh, the Pro Bowl. Just wondering if you thought there was any snubs, any surprises this year. Um, yeah, and uh, I will say Evan Ingram, your boy, did catch me uh, by surprise a little bit. I thought that there was a couple guys that were a little bit more deserving. Uh, Robert Tunyon, for example, out of Green Bay, and then I'll give my boy Logan Thomas some love. He, uh, I feel like both those guys have just had a better statistical year this year than Evan did, but uh, congrats to him. And I uh, would love to hear your argument on that if there is one. And uh, if not, so be it. Uh, love what you're doing with the podcast, man. It's been really cool to listen to what you got to say. And I uh, hope I get to hear your thoughts on the uh, Pro Bowl. Peace, man. Bye. Hey, Curtis. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you listening. Um, yeah, I mean, there really isn't much of an argument coming from me. Uh, Evan Ingram had 61 receptions for 637 yards with one touchdown. And, you know, I'm surprised even by those numbers, to be honest with you, he really didn't have a good year, you know, and when he was kind of looked at as, as going to be one of the focal points of this offense, he really let the team down. He let, he let the organization down kind of this year as well. When you look at the numbers that both Robert Tunyon and Logan Thomas put up this year, I would have picked both of those guys over him any day. You know, Robert Tunyon had 50 receptions for 568 yards with 10 touchdowns, which is awesome on the year. Logan Thomas had 69 receptions for 633 yards with five touchdowns. So, you know, even if you take out the touchdown conversation, both have better numbers for the most part than Evan Ingram. But the touchdowns really make a big difference in, in what's going on there. Well, I, I guess Robert Tanyan had less receptions and less yards. So really his biggest argument is, is touchdowns. The other tight end that made the pro bowl too, though, for the NFC is TJ Hawkinson. And he had 64 receptions for 698 yards with six touchdowns. I would have taken any of those three over Evan Ingram for the pro bowl. Other than that, you know, I, I don't, 
like to get too much into the Pro Bowl because for the most part, it's a big joke to me. Uh, The only other person I would say that I think is a snub is Blake Martinez uh, for the Giants. And I'm probably a little bit biased on this because, you know, he is a giant. But he had 140 combined tackles with eight tackles for a loss, five quarterback hits with an interception and two sacks. The two two people that made it over him are Bobby Bobby Wagner and Fred Warner. I guess my argument would be for Blake Martinez because the stats are actually pretty similar for the most part going around. Uh, Blake Martinez meant more to this team than Bobby Wagner did on a crappy Seattle defense this year. Uh, Blake had eight more tackles so far than Bobby Wagner, and he had over 35 more tackles than Fred Warner on the year. Now, they had a pretty similar amount of quarterback hits. I believe Bobby Wagner had three sacks where, you know, Blake Martinez only has two. That would be the only guy I would say is maybe a snub, but you really can't complain too much because Bobby Wagner has similar numbers and he's a little bit more of a name, I would say. And Fred Warner has kind of the same thing. His numbers aren't quite as good, but he's a name player as well in a, in a, year where you know they went to the, the Super Bowl last year so he's probably going to be looked at a little bit higher than than Blake Martinez so thanks for the call Curtis I appreciate you calling in man and um, yeah we'll go on to the next one Michael established the run Doherty Ryan and Baldensville um, love your take last week about week 17 needs to win this week to keep him with him going forward um, I totally agree on that the higher draft prize or draft pick is more of a nice consolation prize than than a, than a goal. I think that's kind of ridiculous. But um, anyways, this offense has clearly been different since Jones has been hurt. What are some ways we can get this offense moving again in the right direction? Love to hear your thoughts. See you, buddy. Ryan, thanks for the call, man. Uh, you you kind of hit it right from the start with uh, calling me establish the run there in the beginning. Um yeah, I mean, the offense hasn't been the same. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I thought the one game where I thought the, the offense looked a little bit better was against the Cleveland Browns, and that obviously was with uh, Colt McCoy. But I don't understand why we haven't been doing things similar to what we did with Colt McCoy in that game. You know, we, we attempted to establish the run, I should say. We went a lot of play action off of the run, and we had some throws downfield, which is, like, perfect. I liked a lot you know, I really liked what we did in that game. So, you know, against Dallas here, they're not great against the run. They're, you know, they're, they're pretty bad against the pass. I would say we really need to, Hey, establish the run. (laughs) You know, that really is important. And then get some play action going, try to get people to bite on that and suck them up a little bit and try to hit them over the top. You know, Daniel Jones does have an arm to be able to do that. We haven't really done that too much this year and maybe that's a product of our weapons but hey maybe we can you know get Evan Ingram going a little bit this week get Dante Pettis the ball a little bit more that'd be nice to see after having a a pretty successful week last week for for the Giants so that's what I would look to do yeah and then when you you kind of talk about the you know the draft picks and stuff like that I'm not going to worry about that yet the win is so much more important I don't care if we win and we still don't make the playoffs Beating Dallas, we haven't beat we haven't beat Dallas since 2016. I was at that game in 2016. That was the I guess it was 10 to seven Giants over Dallas, and it was kind of an ugly game. It was a defensive game, cold, 
And that was the last time we beat Dallas. So 2017, we lost them twice. 2018, we lost them twice. 2019, we lost them twice. So we need to beat Dallas. We need to show that we can beat Dallas. We beat the Eagles once this year. Let's beat Dallas this week and show to ourselves, show to the fans, show to ownership that we're on the right path, that we can beat teams in our division. That's the most important thing that we can do. You know, if we can if we can beat every division opponent, then we're starting off on the right foot as far as trying to get to the playoffs in the future. So, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that, Ryan. Thanks for the call, man. So, I'm actually going to jump into the pick'em section from here and then we'll get into the Eli start. Uh, his his fourth start. Uh, this is the this will be the fourth week I've done the pick'em. The first week I did it, I was eight and eight. The second week I was fourteen and two, and then last week I was eleven and four because I did the pick'em after the Thursday night game, the Saints game. So I'm thirty three and fourteen on the year, which I like. You know that makes me feel like I somewhat know what I'm talking about. Uh, so let's get into the pick'em this week. And this week's going to be a little bit different, I think, with a lot of, you know, potential players not playing and, you know, some wins where, you know, like the Steelers who aren't starting Big Ben. So it's going to kind of be a weird week for Pick'em. I'm not really sure how I'll do, but, you know, what are you going to do? So we'll start right away with Vikings, Vikings, Lions. Vikings are at Lions. I'm going to go Vikings on that. I think the Lions really at this point don't have a lot to play for. Um, they should be playing for the jobs, you know, and each individual will, will probably be trying to, to showcase himself as much as possible, but that's not team football. That's not how you win games. So I think the Vikings win that game. Next you have Falcons at Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers win this game and kind of keep riding the ship a little bit more. You know, they got a big win last week and they'll keep it going. Jets at Patriots. I know Jets have won the last two, and Patriots have kind of been stumbling. I'll go Patriots for this one, though. I think to end the year, they'll, they'll win. So after that, we'll go Dolphins-Bills. Um, This is a tough one. You know, it's at Bills. Uh, Bills have won the AFC East. They're, I believe they're the three, the two seed, uh, but they do not have the, the bye. So... This, this game could go kind of either way. I know Fitzpatrick is not going to be playing. I think I'm going to give this one to the Bills regardless. I think the Bills are just the better team right now. Dolphins are young and, you know, kind of up and coming. But I think the Bills are the better team right now. Steelers at Browns. I have no faith in Mason Rudolph as an NFL quarterback. So I'm going Browns on this one. They'll get a win. They'll get in the pl- into the playoffs. Ravens at Bengals. This is a Ravens game that, you know, they need. So I think they'll win. Jaguars at Colts. I think that the Colts will win this game. But if the Browns and the Ravens win, then they're sitting on the outside looking in. Um, They will not make the playoffs. That's probably what will happen. Titans at Vikings. I picked the Titans last week, and, man, they just got trounced by the uh, the Packers. I think the Titans fight back this week and get a win. Cardinals at Rams. <laughs> might be two backup quarterbacks starting that game. I haven't heard anything recently about who might be starting. I'm going to stick with the Rams. So I think that if they have a backup quarterback, they have a team that has more of a chance of winning 
with a backup quarterback. Saints at Panthers. We're going to go Saints. Packers at Bears. We'll go Packers. Chargers at Chiefs. I would, you know, I, I think the Chiefs will win that game pretty handily. Seahawks at 49ers. You know, this is a game where I, I would probably typically pick the Seahawks, but I think they're reeling a little bit still. And I'm going to pick the 49ers to win at home and play a little bit more spoiler. The next game that we're looking at is the Raiders against the Broncos. Uh, we're going to go Raiders on that. And then the Sunday night football game, Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going Eagles on that. You know, I, I do think the Eagles win that game and get the Giants into the playoffs. And that leads me to the Giants versus the Cowboys, or I should say Cowboys versus the Giants. Giants are going to win 24-21. Book it. It's going to happen. So that's my pick section. Next, we will get into the, let's see, let's do the Eli Manning trivia question that I asked. So the question was, what teams in the NFL has Eli never lost to, a.k.a. he's undefeated against? And then what teams in the NFL has Eli never beaten? So we'll start with the beaten teams, the teams he's never beaten. The Indianapolis Colts. He's never beaten the Indianapolis Colts. Also never beaten the San Diego Chargers, which I remember one of the games he, I think he led, led the Giants down and we scored with like, you know, 40 seconds left or something like that. And then they, they had a, a long pass by Phillip Rivers and ended up coming back and winning. Um, happened against us every once in a while. The teams that Eli has never lost to, Houston Texans. Eli is 4-0 against the Houston Texans. Oakland Raiders, 3-0 against the Oakland Raiders. And last but not least, 4-0 against the Miami Dolphins. So that's pretty cool. You know, a couple teams that he's done really good against. A couple teams he hasn't, you know, especially if you want really want to get into like the NFC East, stuff like that. And there's some some definitely not not great games mixed in there, I would say. So let's look at Eli Manning's fourth start in the NFL and probably his worst start. You know, it, it was not pretty. Uh, it was against the Baltimore Ravens. Giants are sitting at 5-8 and eight at this point, and the Baltimore Ravens are 8-5. and five. Brian Billick is the coach for the Baltimore Ravens. And this is actually where Jim Fossil goes after being fired by the Giants and the Giants hiring Tom Coughlin. Wasn't a pretty game. Uh, 37 to 14. Nothing really went right. We had, you know, our, our only, one of our only touchdowns was an OC Humanura 50 yard return for uh, a touchdown. And then Tiki Barber had a touchdown towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter. Nothing went right, though. Todd Heap had a couple touchdown catches against us from Kyle Bowler. Matt Stover hit three field goals. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Eli Manning, like you said, probably had the worst start of his career. He was 4 for 18. 4 for 18 with 27 yards and two interceptions. Sacked twice. You know, just nothing went right. Kurt Warner ended up coming in and got the ball moving a little bit but still didn't do much. He was 6 for 9 for 127 yards. Kyle Bowler on the other side was 18 of 34 for 219 yards with four touchdown passes, no interceptions. 
probably one of his best games of his career as he really didn't do much in the NFL, I don't think. Uh, for the Ravens, Chester Taylor ran for 25 attempts for 104 yards. Jamal Lewis at 8 for 32. Uh, Todd Heap had five receptions for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Really, that that's kind of it on the on the Baltimore side. For the Giants, Tiki Barber had 19 attempts for 55 yards with a touchdown. Jeremy Shockey had five receptions for 83 yards, and Amani Toomer had two for 53. And nothing went right this game at all. Uh, you know, Baltimore Ravens at this point are a very well coached team, a very you know good defense. Ed Reed's there, uh, Ray Lewis, Deion Sanders is actually still playing at this point, which is kind of crazy I think he had uh is this the game that he had a fumble that he recovered he I think he recovered a fumble in this game um yeah Adalis Thomas was there Marquis Douglas Marcus Douglas sorry Will Demps was there which ended up being a giant Charles Suggs is in the league at that point so yeah kind of kind of cool to look at but a pretty ugly start once again for the Giants and I remember this game vaguely. I remember being like, oh, my God. Is Eli Manning really this bad? It's hard to to judge too much that early in someone's career, and I think that's something that we forget about even today. Back then, I would say there was much more of a of a leash, a lo- much longer leash, I, sh- I, sh- I should say, where – you know, they're not going to just pull the plug on him that quick. I know he did get benched this game, but he was right back in there in the next week starting. Definitely one of his worst games of his career, but he bounces back the next week. And, you know, that'll be that'll be a fun game to talk about. Probably one of the first fun games, which is against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe we still lost, but Eli actually put up some numbers. It was, it was a fun game. And it kind of shows a little bit of a spark. You know, maybe maybe he responded to the benching and turned a corner a little bit. And then we, we'll see some names too, like Antoine Randall and uh, Jerome Bettis was still playing at that point. And, you know, Heinz Ward, a lot, a lot of good players for the, the Steelers this year. Troy Palomalu was there. So that's all I got for this episode, guys. Thanks for joining me. I know it's a little bit later than what I anticipated. I, I was hoping to get this out yesterday. But just with the holidays and everything, it's been a little bit crazy lately. Let's go Giants. Let's get a win against Dallas. Let's not root to lose, guys. Come on. You know, this is a big win. If we can get a win here, regardless of whether we make the playoffs or not, I think it shows so much more to the organization, to the fans, to the players that we can, you know, look forward to the NFC East and, and, maybe start to dominate these NFC East games, kind of like we do with the Redskins right now, uh, Washington football team right now. Um, so, yeah, let's let's go. Let's root for a win. Let's freaking go, 